Please be seated. I'm going to invite the children to come up to the front. That's it. Grab a seat at the front. So our passage began today with Jesus saying, do not judge. Now, we all know that a judge is someone who makes decisions about the kind of punishment that a criminal will get. And we've got the slides. Now, not all judges look uh, like that. Some are a lot kinder and calmer. But I want you to imagine that a man has stolen a car, and he drives it really dangerously, and he ends up crashing into another car that's parked at the side of the road. And he gets caught by the police, and he's put in front of the judge, and the judge says to him, uh, it can be proved that you've stolen this car and crashed it. I find you guilty, and I sentence you to six months in prison. That's what a judge does, isn't it? So is Jesus saying that we shouldn't have judges? What do you think? What do you think, Riley? Is Jesus saying that we shouldn't have judges? No. No, we need to have courts of law. We need to have judges. Otherwise, the man who stole the car uh, would get away with it. And he'd probably keep on stealing cars. But Jesus did say to us, do not judge. So does that mean that we can't make any kind of a judgment? I mean, does that mean that we can't judge between right and wrong? What do you think? Does that mean we can't judge between right and wrong? What do you think, Caitlin? No, it doesn't. So let's try that now. We'll go through very quickly. I'm going to show you some things, and you're going to tell me whether they're right or wrong. It should be really easy. So hitting someone over the head with a frying pan, is that right or wrong? Wrong. Easy. Stealing sweets, is that right or wrong? A very guilty-looking person caught red-handed there. Doing your homework, is that right or wrong? Right. Who said wrong? (laughs) Smashing a window on purpose. Wrong. Saying we're sorry, we realize that we've done something we ought not to have done. Saying we're sorry? Right. And lastly, caring for a little brother or sister. That's the right thing to do. So I think we can all agree that we need to make those kind of decisions. We need to make those kind of judgments between right and wrong. So if we see someone stealing sweets, we know that's the wrong thing. If we see someone caring for their little brother or sister, we know that's the right thing to do. It's okay to make those kind of judgments. We have to. But Jesus did say, do not judge. So what did he mean? Well, he meant, go on, sorry. Yeah, don't talk about people and judge them. And uh, Jesus is saying, don't be quick to point the finger at other people. We shouldn't be looking for other people's faults. We shouldn't always be seeing the worst in people. We shouldn't be like a mean, hard judge who always wants to see people severely punished. But for a moment, let's pretend that we are like that. Do you think you can pretend that you're like a mean, hard judge? And I'm going to tell you about uh, a little boy. Let's call him Bart. You've all heard of Bart Simpson. Uh, We know he gets up to all sorts. So let's say uh, that he's done some naughty things. And I want you guys to tell me what his punishment is going to be. But remember, you're being mean, hard judges. So these need to be quite harsh punishments, don't they? So the first thing he did, he got, got up in the night and he ate all the cookies. What should his... Is there a slide for that? Have we got slides? Uh, we're moving, well, there we go. So he got up in the night and he ate all the cookies. 
What do you think his punishment should be? Declan, hand straight up. Grounded. Grounded. How long for? You're, you're a mean, harsh judge. How long are you going to ground him for? Three months. Okay. Okay. Grounded for three months. Okay. The next thing he did, he squeezed all the toothpaste out of the tube and made a real be- mess. Isabel, what are you... He's what? In prison for the rest of his life. My goodness. Okay. He didn't do his homework. What do you reckon, Phoebe? What would his punishment be for not doing his homework? Be grounded for 1,000 years. Grounded for 1,000 years. Okay, this is getting out of control. Okay. Okay. Okay, well then, I don't know what, I don't know what the penalty is going to be for this then. What about if he shot his dad in the eye with a Nerf gun? What would the punishment be, Sophie? Grounded for a whole day. Any? What? Oh, the, the shaking your head, Declan. What do you think? Um, I think he should get a slap. A slap. Oh, okay. So basically, you've come up with some really hard, harsh punishments. But the thing is, I bet all of us have done at least one of those things. Probably all of them. I'm pretty sure as a child I did all of those things or the, the, the something similar. Uh, so now I want you to imagine that you have done one of those things and you are choosing your own punishment. So are you going to be that harsh and severe? Are you going to be a little bit fairer, do you think? A bit more lenient? What do you think? If you were picking your own punishment... Would you ground yourself for a thousand years, Phoebe? No. no? <laughs> so if you were choosing your own punishment, it'd be very different, wouldn't it? And that's interesting because Jesus said, for in the same way that you judge others, so you will be judged. And the measure you use will be measured to you. In other words, if we're kind and fair to people, God will be kind and fair to us. If we're harsh to people, God will be harsh to us. So we really need to think twice before we start pointing the finger and judging. But you know, Jesus gives us a really good reason why we shouldn't judge. And that is that so often we see other people's faults as being really serious. But when it comes to our faults and the things we do wrong, well, we don't think that's so serious. That's no big deal. They're just little things, or so we think. And Jesus gives this really funny example. He says, why do, you, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, but pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So what Jesus is saying is this. This is what we do. Okay, We have a plank of wood sticking out of our eye. Now, Jesus was a carpenter, so maybe that's why he thought of this uh, example. And our brother or our friend has a speck of sawdust in his eye. And if I had a speck of sawdust on my finger, you wouldn't even be able to see it. And what we do, we, we stand there and we say, you really ought to do something about that speck in your eye. You can't leave it there. You've got to take it out. Do something about that speck, won't you? And all the while, we fail to even realize that we've got this plank sticking out of our own eye. That's how ridiculous it is. In other words, we're quick to point out somebody else's faults, which maybe aren't that serious, like a speck in the eye, uh, but we ignore our own faults, which is like a big plank uh, in the eye. 
Now imagine you're at a party and there's a table full of cupcakes. Okay, there's a table full of cupcakes and you love cupcakes and you start stuffing these cupcakes into your mouth. You're pushing them into your pockets. You're eating as many as you can. And then another child comes to the table and takes two. And you start pointing and shouting. You've got a mouthful of cupcakes, so you're spitting crumbs everywhere. And you say, look at that rude, greedy child. They've just taken two cupcakes, and we're only allowed to take one. I think you'll agree that would be a terrible way to carry on, wouldn't it? And Jesus is saying that when we judge people, that's effectively what we're doing. So instead of worrying about other people's behavior, we should be taking a much closer look at our own behavior. So do you think Jesus is saying, leave the speck of sawdust in your friend's eye? Just leave it there. Don't do anything about it. Don't help him out. Just leave it there. Is that what Jesus is saying? No, he's not. Why not? What do you reckon, Caitlin? Not sure? Anyone else? Why not? Why wouldn't we leave it there? Toropa. Yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a kind thing to do to just leave our friend with that speck in his eye. Who's ever had something in their eye? Who's ever had something? Then what was it like? It's painful, isn't it? Painful, it's sore, it's uncomfortable. Who helped you take it out of your eye? You did it? Has anyone else had a spe- something in their eye and they've had help taking it out? Who helped you take it out, Phoebe? Um, I forgot who helped me take it out. You forgot who? You've got an eyelash in your eye, but someone helped you to take it out. I can't you can't remember who. That's okay. Because we, we know, though, don't we, that when we get something in our eye, normally we do need help taking it out. So we are supposed to help our friend to remove the speck from their eye. But first we need to do what? What do we need to do? We need to, we need to remove the plank from our own eye. Now, this is just an illustration. So the plank in our eye could be that we're mean and unkind and judgmental. And the speck in our friend's eye might be that uh, they're not good at sharing. But how can we help our friend to be good at sharing if we're mean and unkind and judgmental? Who's going to listen to us if we're like that? Uh, But if we get rid of the plank, if we become kind and patient and loving, then we might be able to help our friend remove the speck we might be able to help them become a bit better at sharing. And Jesus is basically saying that we should behave uh, as a loving brother or sister and not as a mean, hard judge. Now, how would you like your friends to be towards you? Would you like them to be like a mean, hard judge? Or would you like them to be like a loving brother or sister? Put your hand up if you'd like them to be like a mean, hard judge towards you. No one. Put your hand up if you would like them to be like a loving brother or sister. That's everyone. And that's why Jesus said, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. In other words, however you want people to treat you, that's how you should treat other people. But then God talks about how, or rather Jesus talks about how God treats us. And especially when we ask for things. Now, God is a judge. God is a just and fair and loving judge. 
But Jesus also says that God is like a loving father who wants to give us good gifts. Now, imagine that a little boy was at home with his dad, and he was hungry, and he said, Dad, can I have some bread? Let's say uh, that's happened. And his dad says, sure, you can have some bread, no problem. Here you go. Here you go, there's some bread. And he gives him a stone, a rock. Would that be a loving thing to do? No way. No way. And what about, what about if uh, his daughter asked for sardines for lunch? Who likes sardines? I quite like them. Pretend they're delicious. But his daughter, <laughs> his daughter asks for sardines for lunch and he says, sure, you can have some, you can have some sardines. I'll get you some sardines. Here, here you go. And he gives, and he gives a, a real, not a plastic one, but a real venomous snake. What do you reckon, Alison? Would, would that be a loving thing to do? No way. No way. And Jesus says to the people there, he says, look, you're not perfect like God. In fact, you're a pretty evil bunch. But even you wouldn't do that. You know, if your uh, son asked for bread, you give them bread. You take it. If your daughter asked for fish, you give her fish. Maybe not John West sardines. <laughs> so Jesus is saying, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God give good gifts to his children? Now, I'll take these back off you, because I reckon they could become a bit of a distraction. Well done, guys. So... So does this, mean, does this mean that God will give us anything we ask for? Does that mean, what, what do you think? What do you reckon? Tawana, what do you think? No? What, what, what do you think down here? Well, does it mean God will give us anything we ask for? No. Who's seen the film Aladdin? Okay, so it's about a boy, isn't it, that finds a magic lamp, and when he rubs the lamp to clean it, what pops out the lamp? Phoebe, what comes out? A genie. a genie. And the genie gives him three wishes. He can wish for anything that he likes. What would you, got, what would you wish for? Let's see. Just, just give me one of the wishes each. What, Zem, what would you wish for? A Magnets. Magnets. Okay, fantastic. What would you wish for, Harry? Need a bit more time to think about it. That's okay. Isabel, what would you wish for? <laughs> Go on. And again? Oh, you're going to have to whisper that in my ear. You'd wish for a thousand wishes. Okay, that's... Oh, yeah. Well, why not a million? Uh, Toby, what would you wish for? Infinite wishes. Okay, I think... <laughs> okay, one more. But once you've got your infinite wishes, what would you wish for, Taropa? More reading books. That's a good thing to wish for. Oh, you've thought of one, Harry. Yes. Go on, what? Is it, is it, you've forgotten again? That's all right, don't worry. Well, you, you, you can tell me later. That'll be fine. Okay, but prayer is not like a magic lamp. And God is not like a genie. God is good. And that means that God will only give us good gifts. 
But God is also wise, and so he knows which gifts are good. And we don't always know that. Sometimes uh, we don't know what we should ask for. Sometimes we even ask for the wrong thing. So we might, we might pray, we might ask God for loads of Easter eggs for Easter. Who thinks they could eat all those in one sitting? Yes, I, you, you might try. You might try, but I reckon that that would make you really sick. So it actually wouldn't be good for you. And we know that uh, Easter is about Jesus, not uh, eggs. But uh, we might ask God to help us to pass uh, an exam or a test. But if we've not studied for that test, if we've not revised and worked hard for it, and God just goes, right, there you go, you've got to pass, then that would actually teach us to be lazy, wouldn't it? Uh, I wouldn't, we, we wouldn't then study for our exams. We wouldn't work hard. So that wouldn't be a good thing for us. Or we might uh, pray that our football team wins every single match that we play. I mean, it might sound quite nice, but if that happened, then we wouldn't learn to lose graciously and well. So actually, it wouldn't be good for us. So if my children, if, if Isabel and Caleb asked me for rocks for lunch, do you think I'd give them rocks? Do you think I'd say, yeah, you can have rocks for lunch. Do you want them boiled or fried? Do you think that's what I'd do? No. No. I mean, I'm a pretty bad cook, but I don't think I'd ever give them anything that could actually be mistaken for rocks. So if my kids asked for a venomous snake, a real one, to play with, do you think I would give them one? Do you think I'd give them one? No. Yes. No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because that would be dangerous. And it's the same with God. Our loving Heavenly Father will never give us anything that is harmful for us, even if we ask for it. We can trust God completely. But the question is, oh, Harry, wait a minute. If you, if you just sit up for a moment, Harry, I can see you. I'm really giving your sister a nice big hug. That's wonderful. So... The question is, what are we asking for? What are we seeking? Because if we are asking for the the good gifts that God wants to give us, then we will receive those gifts. That's what Jesus is saying. What good gifts do you think God wants to give us? Who who can answer this last question? What good gifts? What do you reckon, Phoebe? Like some friends. Friends? Okay, good one. What do you think, Kate? God's love. Toby? Compassion, excellent. What do you reckon, Sophie? A baby brother. And God did give you a baby brother, didn't he? In fact, he gave you two. So you... He's not a baby anymore, but he was once. So I think, I think that God may want to give us any number of those things. And, all, you know, and also forgiveness and everlasting life and peace and joy and purpose and meaning and friendship and all these wonderful things. Uh, God wants to give us these things. All we need to do is ask him. So there are two key things that we can take away from this morning. Firstly, we're not to judge people, we're to love them. And secondly, God is a good father who wants to give us good gifts. We can trust him. And one of the wonderful gifts that God wants to give us is a heart that is overflowing with love for other people. And you know, if we have that, then we won't judge them, will we? If we have that, we may even be able to help them 
to remove that speck from their eye. But what do we have to do first? Take the plank out of our eye. So we all struggle with things, don't we? We all, Good job I'm coming to a close. It's kind of a bit of an exodus here. <laughs> They've anticipated it. So we all struggle with things. Uh, none of us are perfect. There's things that we need to change in our lives. And we can help people to do that. But first, we've got to focus on the stuff that needs to change in our own lives. So that's our message this morning. Shall we... Shall we stand up and pray? Shall we just finish with a prayer? Let's, let's, let's gather around. We can hold hands. <laughs> Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good God who wants to give us good gifts. And we pray that we will, we will want the kind of wonderful things that you want for us. And we pray that you will fill our hearts with love and compassion, uh, that we can treat other people in the same way that you treat us, not as a judge, but as a loving friend. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.